You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. I'm Mike Pierce, Senior HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week, the runaway cost of Portland's affordable housing, a commentary by HFO. Multifamily insurance costs are on the rise. And HFO explores the question, should you allow Airbnb rentals at your property? HFO's podcasts are sponsored by the construction firm of J.R. Johnson, offering restoration and emergency repair work for multifamily properties. HFO is your leading multifamily firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. The Joyce Hotel, a model for success or cautionary tale. As cities and states strive to build affordable housing, they must learn from the successes and pitfalls of others. The city of Portland, for instance, has recently touted the allocation of all funds from its affordable housing bond, approved six years ago in its creation of 1,859 units. But unfortunately, while those efforts to create housing for vulnerable communities are commendable, the execution leaves much to be desired. The city's Bond Oversight Committee, or BOC, recently released its 2022 report, which state that Portland Housing Bureau has exceeded its original 1,300 housing production goal by 43% resulting in 1,859 permanently affordable homes. The report states that the cost to the taxpayer per unit was an average of $373,000. However, according to a report from the city's budget office, the actual price was closer to $490,000, with $150,000 as the average city subsidy. The budget office analysis, issued in October 2022, also stated that constructing 20,000 affordable housing units would cost approximately $9.8 billion, and based on PHB's current contribution levels, could require a direct city subsidy of $3 billion. Managing affordable housing communities is expensive and time-consuming. What's worse, we can't even be sure that once the city's housing projects are open, our government can ensure the residents' safety. Consider a June 7, 2023 Willamette Weekly story about a 28.4 million, 159-unit low-income apartment complex with city oversight that has descended into chaos within just two and a half years. Tenants referred to living in the community as a living hell, with non-residents shooting up drugs in the stairways, smoking fentanyl in the elevators, and vandalizing plumbing. The pitfalls faced by Portland's Housing Bureau offer valuable lessons for other cities and states seeking to build affordable housing. Portland's cost far exceeded the market rate norm for workforce and luxury apartments. According to third-party data from CoStar, the average price per unit of an average apartment building sold in Portland from 2017 to 2022 was $220,261. The average cost of newer luxury high-end apartments was $314,363. It's easy to see why the city's affordable housing cost of $490,000 per unit offer a window into the bureaucratic inefficiencies. Affordable housing is a complex issue that needs serious solutions. Unfortunately, city, regional, and national leadership is afraid to change. It's time to try something different. Putting policies in place from the municipal to the federal level that penalize rental housing providers does not make any sense when it is clear that public housing development's costs are not in line with the market. The goal of our affordable housing projects needs to be refocused. We suggest this two-pronged approach as a solution. If the goal is to house people in need, cities and states should consider purchasing existing housing stock and maintaining affordability rather than developing new projects. This would allow the government to leverage savings to accommodate more people in need quickly and permanently. 
To reduce the overall cost per unit, our city, state, and federal government should award and allocate funding to developers with proven track records of building new quality housing at a lower price per unit. Portland specifically must improve and streamline its permitting process. The average permitting time in Portland is excessively long. Even Willamette Weekly complains that Portland's affordable housing developers are subject to Soviet-style bureaucracy. As cities and states tackle affordable housing, they must learn from Portland's excesses and mistakes. Reevaluating the approach to affordable housing and ensuring accountability in spending tax dollars is crucial to meeting the needs of low-income and houseless residents. If the Portland market builds apartments for less than $490,000 each, the city of Portland should too. Multifamily insurance costs are on the rise. A new report quantifies what most commercial real estate owners and operators already know. The cost of insurance is skyrocketing. The report found that property coverage has become much more expensive in recent years, lending policyholders to reduce deductibles and insurers to limit coverage amounts and include new policy limitations. Respondents said that their property insurance costs have gone up from an average of 26% in the past year to some reporting as high as 120% year over year. The study also found in the last three years, 61% of respondents had to increase their deductibles to maintain affordability. 57% of the respondents indicated that their insurance carriers included new policy limitations to reduce their exposure. And 34% reported that their insurance carriers limited or reduced coverage amounts. These trends have hit owners, operators, and developers of rental housing hard during a time of many other economic headwinds such as high interest rates and increasing construction costs. According to the report, which was based on a February survey of 160 apartment firms of varying portfolio sizes and property types across the country, the investigation found that the cause of the increases are many, including the increased frequency and severity of weather disasters across the country. In recent years, the report noted insurance carriers have also seen huge claim payouts from natural events. These natural disasters, combined with the rising costs of construction materials and labor and COVID-induced supply chain issues, has meant increased claim payouts beyond what underwriters expected or collected premiums for. Other factors such as population growth in high-risk areas and the nuances of insurance markets all play a role as well. This has led the National Multifamily Housing Council to call upon lawmakers to look for ways to incentivize a more robust insurance and reinsurance market for multifamily housing that's affordable, attainable, and quality lines of coverage are available to meet property needs and mitigate risk. The reform of long-term reauthorization of the National Flood Insurance Program is one step that could help. Should you allow Airbnb rentals on your property? Airbnb is promoting a new venture that allows landlords to share the revenues of tenants who make their units available for short-term rentals. The program provides landlords in exchange for permission to list their units on Airbnb with up to a quarter of the revenue of the tenant's short-term rental and multifamily property. The site free of charge steers clients towards buildings that are Airbnb friendly. So far, about 100,000 apartments in 40 U.S. markets are enrolled in the program. The program legitimizes a common practice where tenants circumvent their leases by offering their units as short-term rentals to make some extra cash. There are roughly 45 million rentals in the U.S., and the vast majority of those rentals do not allow part-time Airbnb. So far, the program is more popular with multifamily owners with new buildings, while old buildings may have restrictive covenants on subleasing. It might be worth checking out. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. We have HFO partners Greg Frick and Tyler Johnson discussing estate planning. HFO TV interviews are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Department Investor blog, available on our website. If you're a multifamily owner in Washington State, be sure to subscribe to our other bi-weekly podcast, The Washington Multifamily Market Watch, available on our website and all podcast markets. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO.
Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.